Hey guys, welcome to Biomass episode 113. Uh, we got a pretty uh, meager cast uh, this, this this show. We got Jay is uh, obviously out of town for uh, the foreseeable future, and Bait is slacking once again and decided not to show up. Uh, so it's just going to be uh, three of us tonight. So let's start off with uh, some introductions at the top of the list with Sarizel. Yeah, I'm Sarizel. Um, I used to play this game called Dust. I'm now just do this podcast thing and um sometimes i write for the blog not not a lot but sometimes fantastic and livy present livy uh good to be here today i'm not in montana i have internet connection so we're good yeah and i am pokey draven uh from osg planetary operations we'll have to change that name to something else if nova ever becomes a thing i'll think of you know something clever but uh I am a co-host here on the show, I write for the blog, and I am in charge of this train wreck for today. So, <laughs> we got a couple of good topics. Um, we, we got to talk about Pokemon Go. I played Doom uh, again extensively yesterday, I had a lot of fun with that. Uh, we got to talk about Evolve going free-to-play on PC, and uh, Hawken, which is a new free-to-play game on PlayStation 4. So, uh, without much further ado, let's get started. So... I, I we we got, we got to talk about Pokemon Go. I mean, this is this is pretty crazy. It's it's everywhere. Who, it, it's, it's it's everywhere. It's like the, seriously the the like assistant finance director at my work is like, are you playing Pokemon Go? And I'm just like, no, I'm not. Yeah, yeah basically, if if you have ever played Pokemon, if you've ever heard of Pokemon, if you are related or know anyone who has ever played Pokemon, you probably downloaded this game on your phone. Um, it's one that's been in the works for quite a while. It's a free phone game uh, with you know premium cash shop sort of deal going on. But the idea is is that you are your little Pokemon trainer and it tracks your location on GPS and you basically go around town and look for Pokemon. And the Pokemon tend to be centered around um, particular regions. Like for example, there was a bunch of uh, Squirtles down by this, this uh, canal we've got near our house. So you can go to the canal and catch Squirtles. And there's points of interest. It's kind of using Google for that, like um, churches, uh, you know, capital buildings, stuff like that. And those are kind of these Pokemon stops where you can go and get items and stuff and, and kind of gather around. And it has exploded. Like the, the number of people playing this, like Zell said, is insane. Like people that have never even given a crap about Pokemon are kind of you know, giving this game a shot. It's it's crazy to see kind of this this it's nuts what's going on i mean being people talking about like oh i have suffered from depression and this game is encouraging me to get out of bed in the morning and go outside and it's actually helping me with my depression like that sort of thing it's it's crazy yeah it's um i've you're like right now the entirety of social media if you everyone listens to the shows on social media but there are two topics in discussion there is um institutionalized racism and police brutality and pokemon go those are the only two topics that you will see on facebook or google plus today yeah it's this yeah there's there's a lot of really really funny memes floating around i I know you've all seen at least a couple of them uh but pokemon are for paying customers only I've seen some people have um, basically <laughs> brought the phone into a strip club and had like a little squirtle dancing on some strippers' ass. <laughs> it was, yes! You know, oh my god! Crazy stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it, it, like I said, it's it's got a lot of you know, positive and negative uh, stuff surrounding it. Like for example, my brother uh, was talking on Facebook to a friend, and the friend posted a picture of a Pokemon he's looking for. And my brother responded, "Hey, where'd you uh, where'd you find that?" And the friend responded with. Uh, you know, hey, it, it's over this location. It's a real bitch to catch while you're driving, though. <laughs> so people are, are are actually driving around a lot because you're encouraged to travel around to find different things, and you want to hit all these Pokemon stops to get items and stuff. And they're basically on their phones flipping Pokeballs at Pokemon as they're driving, you know, 55 miles an hour down the street, um, which is a little scary. I, I, I know we were talking about this before. A little. A, a little. Um, I live in Arizona, mind you, and people drive like lunatics here, so the fact that they're driving crazy and also probably not looking at the road is even more terrifying. But like Zell was saying before the show, people are going to die. <laughs> like it's, it's only a matter of time. Yeah, so um, to, to just to give some background um, before I go into it is... Um, that uh, 
Pokemon Go is built by a company called Niantic. Niantic was um, a Google subsidiary that was sold, you know, spun off into a separate company right before this was announced. So I think it was very much a, um, you know, they don't want to directly associate Google and Nintendo, so they sold off. They got rid of Niantic so that they could feel free to partner with Nintendo or other companies. Um, but it's a, essentially it's. Uh, a new version of a game called Ingress, which I played a couple years ago, back when I was like a, a Google fanboy and completely the opposite as I am now in, in terms of technology. Um, but uh, you know the the Ingress concept is it's fun, it's interesting, it's it's definitely unlike other games. Um, it was a lot. I actually I still talk to a lot of the people I met while playing Ingress. Um, a lot of them might show up on my, you know, contact list right now as being online. I chat with them, whatever. And I still do. And actually, the funny thing is a lot of us who played Ingress when it first launched don't have any interest in Pokemon Go now because we're just like, well, we did this already. But um, so I, th that was just my little um, hipster prefix of like, I, I played this game before it was cool and before it was like an, a huge sensation. But um so the thing was though is is when this was like a niche game, Ingress, um, we were all very aware of uh, both everyone else in the community because it was small and and uh, all centered around Google Plus since we're all we're all Google nerds playing it. Um, but there were a lot of things we were very aware of and and the risks involved in the game. Um, you look really freaking weird, like walking around to weird spots to stare at your phone and then walking to another spot to stare at your phone. And uh, suffice to say, people people will get questioned by police or whatever else, wondering what in in you know God's name you're doing. Um, and uh, I, I noticed at least one person suggested this weekend that you know like Ingress is the, or, or Pokemon Go is the sort of game that only white people can play because it, you know black people would get quest stopped all the time and for it. But uh, you know, the, there are there are definitely safety risks. I do know people who played Ingress while driving. I will say that I never like had Ingress open while going over five miles an hour. I won't I won't deny I you know done a little bit of the like slight cruising down a block maybe. But um, yeah, no full speed travel gameplay is is insane and stupid and dangerous. Um, there was actually it was actually only a couple months ago that someone died playing Ingress. Um, so um, it was, you know, portals are obviously they're they tend to be around geographic features or, or landmarks or whatever. And there's this one at the end of a pier, um, and this guy, regular Ingress player, um, was playing at night, and he was walking down there, and he was staring at his phone, and um, he fell in a hole in the pier, and uh, you know, obviously blunt force trauma, he fell 20 feet onto rock, and uh, you know that's. A serious risk. You have to look out where you're going all the times, and and it's very tempting to just you know kind of do the walk and text thing, but with this app. Um, and uh, the other concern that I always had when I was playing Ingress is that you know it's a the, that game as well as uh, Ingress had two factions. I think they might have added a third later on. I don't remember. Um, but Pokemon Go has three factions, and suffice to say, people get very. Um, attached to their factions i was uh part of the resistance thank you very much uh we were fighting the evil alien scum um but the thing is is unlike you have to bear in mind if you play a game like you know you've all heard you know the xbox live crowd or something where you deal with these people who will cuss you out or whatever for the way you're playing or you know being a you know opposed to their her his majesty's gameplay or something i don't know the problem is you're now in an environment where you're playing against people in your local area. You are very likely playing Pokemon Go to encounter quote-unquote enemy players in person, which most of the time will be much more cordial than online because people tend to be less awful in person. But the truth of the matter is you are going to face what you would consider what you someone you think of as an enemy in person, and at some point, that may end up in an altercation. I think there were a couple among Ingress players. Um, I I never had one directly. Um, I did have kind of an arch enemy um, in my area. He kept driving over to our suburb to screw up my faction setup. I I did drive an hour out of my way round trip to go screw with his suburb. Um, note that if you get obsessed with these games, it costs you a lot of extra gas money. Um, <laughs> That's just, it's just a thing that happens. You realize 
that you want to go screw with someone else's stuff when they come screw with yours. Um, but I mean, there there are good social aspects. It was fun to actually like meet up with a bunch of other players playing the game. I know once I met up downtown Chicago with a group and we kind of paraded around the lakefront, um, you know, uh, and that was fun. But yeah, there's a lot of risks. Um, it is a as it is tied into Google location services. For those of you wearing tinfoil hats like my own, um, in order to play this game, you are reporting your location to Google every five minutes or more. Um, and uh, they are definitely keeping track of that. Um, there, over this just this weekend, um, one person found a dead body while looking for a water Pokemon playing this game. There were eleven, like I guess, eleven different people were uh, in an armed robbery in Missouri because someone was using Pokemon Go to find people um, and presumably steal their phones. I guess that's what you would know someone playing Pokemon Go would have on them. Um, but uh yeah i mean it's it's a very different type of game and it can be a lot of fun but there's there's a lot of potential risks to it and i think that there is there was a certain amount of awareness of that that people playing ingress had because they knew they were trying something particularly new and and different and it was a a small group of mostly technical you know technically minded people i i'm very afraid of what the the uh mass general population will do with a game like this yeah, it's because, uh, like they say, no rage is as strong as nerd rage, right? I mean, it's. I mean, I've, I myself have gotten pretty heated playing, uh, not Pokemon necessarily, but you know, competitive games where I probably would want to, you know, deck the guy if he was, you know, in the room with me because of the, the shit that happens. I mean, and you'll be in the position to do that. Yeah, that, that's, that's a little not scary. A good thing. It's a little scary. Um, <laughs> like, like, can you imagine if you had to play Eve online and be in close proximity with the people that were screwing up your stuff? Can you even imagine what would happen? It would be a bloodbath. It would be crazy. Um, but on, on a more positive note, an interesting bit is that there was actually an event um, at a, a place kind of sort of near where I live called Tempe Marketplace. It's kind of like a, a shopping center, so to speak, and it's 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 pretty nice. But uh, there was a player meetup for Pokemon. I think fourteen hundred people showed up, and they were dropping Pokemon lures because I guess the lure will attract Pokemon to a specific area, but everyone can benefit from it. So basically, they all got together and just started spamming lures and reaping the rewards from each other in this massive meetup of people staring at their phones, flicking the screen with little Pokeballs, which is, you know, it's, it's interesting. You don't see that kind of thing happen. I mean, obviously with this other game you're talking about, but you know, the, the idea that you're, you're actually mobile and moving around and, and interacting directly, or at least, you know, in proximity with people is, is certainly an interesting trend. And, you know, I, I always thought that the Pokemon go concept was interesting, but I never expected it to kind of turn into this, you know, social thing at the same time. I definitely was outside more when playing Ingress than any other year of my entire life. See, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't mind being outside except for when it's 118. Nope. Yeah, Arizona's a little scary. <laughs> like people will people just die of heat stroke out here because they'll hear that you know special Pokemon's in the Lost Dutchman's whatever Death Canyon. Uh, yeah, that's that's the truth. I mean, it's it is people got to be safe too. I mean, not just driving around, but you know, if you live in a hot area like we do, you you really got to play it safe because it can be dangerous. It's it's. I mean, it's almost like technology evolves faster than our Common awareness sense. of safety. Yeah, because I mean, there's okay phones. Don't text and drive. Common sense. So many people died because of that. And it's like, I wish that we would be, oh, you know, maybe it's not safe to play a game. Let's make restrictions so people can't, instead of waiting until people die and then having to make the restrictions. Yeah, I mean, it's got a little disclaimer that pops up saying, hey, pay attention to where you're going when you're playing this game. Uh, well. <laughs> yeah, so does my XM radio driver assistance, but I'm like, but I need to touch you to do things. Right, yeah, no, it's it's almost like they need to like put a thing in there where you, if your little Pokemon character is you know sprinting down the street at fifty miles an hour, you're probably not walking, and it should you know disable itself to prevent people from from playing while they're driving. I think that you know it, it's gonna have to come down to it where you you need to modify the game to make sure the player behavior isn't 
actually putting people's lives in danger. I mean, this isn't just a, a game mechanic thing. This is people are going to get hurt. Because, I mean, there's, like, in my brother's case, his friend is, you know, admit, openly admitting I'm driving while playing this game and probably not paying attention to the road because I'm trying to catch Pokemon. And that is, that is you know, like you said, I'd rather they be proactive about, you know, trying to kind of stop this sort of thing from happening before people start dying from it. Because it's going to happen, like Zell said. It's just a matter of how bad until they finally go, okay, we need to step in and do something here because it's it's not going to be good. I mean, maybe they could put a mechanic where if you're going too fast, you can see a Pokemon, you, you hit them. So you can't... <laughs> You can't. You run them over. You see you them. Wanna, you see you smush along the road. <laughs> you gonna put a roadkill mechanic in the Pokemon yes, Go? Yes. <laughs> uh, and, oh, you have I, killed a rare Pokemon. That oh is God. that is Joke. not kidly, kid kid friendly enough for a Pokemon franchise. I, I, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, there's there's a good point too that being a more kid friendly genre may um encourage kids who. Kids who are not, like, old enough to be fully responsible to go places they probably shouldn't. Um, you know, I mean, as it is, playing this sort of game, you end up lurking in weird places at night, and and I could see potential risks as well. Yeah, but, uh, and I also say there's the parent aspect of it. It's like, if you don't know where your kid is... Oh, good God, are you suggesting parents should actually do their job? I Come on! So parents you know, don't I do raise it their 24 children. 24-7. There's no way... My kid would be out just wandering around collecting digital stuff. <laughs> I'm looking at a funny article here. It says, um, a pandemic of sore legs after gamers accidentally got exercise while playing Pokemon Go because next, people are actually... Next title is, are American children unfit? It, it, it is kind of sad, though, that despite all the efforts to make children more active, nothing worked. And but then, you know, Pokemon Go comes out, and now suddenly everyone's running around and, and <laughs> jogging and getting outside and spending time in nature because they want to go play a damn video game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I roll my eyes, but I guess if the end result is what you're going for, then I can't really complain. I mean, if it if it helps people out, great. So, you know, I, I can't really condemn it for that. I think it's it's, it's great that it's, it's working. It's just kind of sad that that's what it took. And I'm sure we'll be continuing to cover this for, for a while um, moving forward, unless you guys have any closing remarks before we move on from uh, Pokemon Go. Oh no, we'll just see what the headlines are next week. It, I, I, I get the feeling it'll be an ongoing topic of the crazy shit that happens with, with Pokemon Go throughout, <laughs> throughout gonna the be, weeks It's going to be Florida and Pokemon Go. That's going to be where crazy uh, crud happens. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon Go can't catch his alligator. So it's so, so like that, 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 that Twitter uh, account Florida Man who posts all the crazy shit that happens in Florida. There could be, you know, Pokemon Go trainer who posts all the crazy stuff people do while trying to play Pokemon Go. It's, I, I can see it happening. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things like, you know, we saw, you know, the occasional altercation. We saw, you know, some one guy did die playing this game, etc. And then we're talking about a game with drastically, drastically more people playing it. Um, it's it's going to be really interesting to see where this goes. And I, yeah. I say interesting in a mildly terrified voice. Uh, especially since they're the ones that are probably driving right next to you as they're on their phone. It's... <laughs> You know, it's it's worse than texting because it's it's always on. Like they're, it's not just I get a message, look at my phone. It's that they're staring at their phone because they're trying to find the next you know spot to pick up an item or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting. So we'll we'll see how that goes. And they're all kind of meshing because I think I saw that Trump Tower is actually a gym. Oh God. Um. Oh, oh, I did hear that there is a. I guess the White House is also a gym, and someone has taken it over. Um, and the strongest Pokemon there is a Pidgeot, which is a very large bird that I guess arguably could look like an eagle. And it's named <laughs> Merica. And that's, oh my god, <laughs> that's currently that's currently what's in control of the White House gym is a giant bird named Merica. So <laughs> I, I also <laughs> saw there was a was. there was a tweet from a police department that was saying you can get the Pokemon from the sidewalk. Please don't come in. <laughs> Yes, yes, that was that was in Australia, I think it was. There's a there was a, a gym, and people kept walking into the police station. They're like, "You really need to stay out of here. Like, this is an actual police station. You got to take your game outside." It was, yeah. Now are these um, are these locations like predetermined? Are they random? I mean, um, there's like a landmark database. It, so 
a lot of the data was actually probably generated via ingress because with ingress you could um uh suggest locations to be um portals which is what ing were the physical locations of interest in in ingress um so you could take a picture of a landmark and submit it to them as a as something to be a portal and then you know somewhere in the next couple of weeks to months uh Niantic would say okay yeah you know what that is a portal and then they would they would turn it into a portal I don't know if Pokemon allows submission for things to be gyms or whatnot. My guess is that they use they kind of picked and chose from the Ingress system what they wanted to use. Um, and I they started Ingress started with some sort of landmark database combined with Google Maps to figure out what to make. So yeah, they they kind of just throw them out there based on what they think is interesting. Gotcha. Yeah, and it's not even necessarily like a an important structure like there was a an area near uh, where i live where some guy had this uh, goofy alien statue in his front yard and someone had taken a picture of it and submitted it as a landmark so now the guy's front yard is a gym and <laughs> so, yeah. yeah people like parked outside his house doing stuff um yeah, yeah. there's all sorts of, of like corporate like if you see like how some corporate buildings have like some fancy sculpture in their in their um you know entry area that's the sort of thing that would become ingress portals because um, the the kind of story behind ingress was that there were these you know objects that kind of transcended and looked weird and and it you know that was the thing is every these supposedly everyday objects you can just be walking by that are actually these you know alien devices um, and so yeah a lot of it is just like random landmarks my my suburb of Chicago's um, downtown area was like a hugely littered with them because they're they have um they have the river walk and there's all sorts of statues and fountains and crud on it and and so there's probably tons of stuff down in there for pokemon go so i'm sure that's how they fed pokemon go is using ingress as kind of the baseline for it i mean it is interesting it is basically ingress as a as a game mechanic with like the pokemon capture and battling thing like dumped on top of that the existing ingress game Gotcha. Cool, cool. Yeah, well, we'll have to see uh, how that all plays out. I think we're going to have lots of funny stories to talk about in the future, so it'll be interesting. Um, let's move forward. Uh, so another thing I wanted to talk about um, that I, I picked up on sale it was um, during the uh, PlayStation Summer sale. I talked about you last week. Um, that's the game Doom, which uh, is the kind of the, the sequel slash remake. Not really remake. It's a sequel um, of the original classic game Doom uh, for PS4, and it's it's an incredibly good looking game and a lot of fun. And I, I'm actually going to do probably a full write up um, on a lot of the elements of it that I really like um, with the PVE. I'm not really a fan of the PvP. I can do that anywhere, so I didn't really care about that. But the PVE has got some really good stuff that I, I wish they'd pull from. Can, but can I, yeah. Can I break in and share one last Pokemon Go oh, thing? Because yeah, sure, I literally sure. just saw it. No, go for it. Within a matter of uh, literally like five days total, there and and it only took like two days to get there. Apparently, Pokemon Go has more installs on Android than Tinder. <laughs> well, I people, guess that's a plus. <laughs> people would rather play Pokemon than get laid. Um, that's that's. that's <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there you go. That's or awesome. Or maybe they already had Tinder. Just, or I or mean, they no, like the total Pokemon volume fan. of of Pokemon Go users is higher than the total number of Tinder users on Android. It's it's like in total install count. Jeez, that's that's awesome. <laughs> and obviously, Tinder has been out for years. So <laughs> right. Well, like I said, this this whole thing's exploded. Like it's I've been shocked by the, this how widespread it has been. Okay. Anyways, uh, back to what I was saying with uh, with Doom. Uh, so one of the elements that Doom has is a thing called snap maps, and snap maps are basically player generated content where you take rooms and hallways, and they, they they're they're basically squares and rectangles, right? And they usually have doors on usually four sides of the room, and you can connect them. So you kind of take these little Lego bricks, we'll say, and, and snap them together. And the interiors of the rooms are all fully detailed. They 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 match the game. I mean, but they um, yeah, how you arrange the maps is you can connect, you know, hallways and stuff like that, and and make a map, <clears throat> and then share it online. I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. You know, I'll check it out. And then I got in there and I realized, holy crap, there is a lot of customization involved, and some of these player-made maps are absolutely insane. I mean, we're talking like 
you can add sound effects and lights that are like volumetric lights that are triggered when certain things happen. There's logic gates. Um, you can have like upgradable stuff. Like this one guy built a tower defense game out of his out of the, the Doom Snap map, where basically you go in and there's a, a enemies coming out of one gate in the end of the room, and you got to defend your gate, and they're swarming you. And like every wave, you could go and buy new weapons or buy uh, turrets, which took the form of friendly demons that would help fight. Um, and you could get damage upgrades, and you could build kind of these blockade things. These shields would pop up. I was like, "Holy crap! Like this is this is awesome!" And then I realized, not only is this good for single player, but you can do co-op. You can do competitive multiplayer. You can do co-op competitive multiplayer where you're fighting on teams against each other. I mean, it 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 goes on and on. And um, you know, I mean, it's got all of the great elements that that Doom has. I mean, the gameplay is great. Um, but I mean, you're, you're talking like you go into a room and you can say, I want these kinds of demons to spawn in this location, in this room at this time. But if this happens, I want a different kind of demon to spawn. Um, yeah, you can change the weapon upgrades. You can change all kinds of stuff, exploding barrels here, there. You can have special AI. You can modify the AI of how the enemies, how the enemies respond. Like they'll ignore you and just try to sprint past you or they'll, you know, hunt you down. Um this one guy built a uh, survival mode where it's one to four players, and it's kind of like a, like a, you know, like a like a wave attack thing where basically they just keep endlessly spawning, and you see how long you can last with your team fighting them off, and they get progressively harder and more numerous as they're hunting you down. Like it's freaking cool stuff. Um, as you play the game with these snap maps, you can snap map points, which you can use to unlock um, new armor, like cosmetics, right? Like new armor cosmetics. Um, Colors for your suits, patterns. Um, you can even get down and customize the color and the specularity on your armor and how scratched up it is and how many dents it has in it. And this is all stuff that's you know customizable and you unlock to kind of give you like a unique experience. So you can kind of make your own character look the way you want it to, and you can play with your friends or whatever. Um, then there's like a public lobby system where you can join in on the map and have other people join in to help you play. Or people have made custom PvP maps. I mean, this stuff is nuts. Like, I'm flipping through hundreds of pages of snap maps that people have generated. Um, and I, I know I wasn't even looking at nearly close to the bulk of how many there were. Like, it was it was absolutely nuts. And, you know, I'm looking at this. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Like, the, the campaign is good. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, I'm already kind of getting to that point where I know I'm going to kind of be wrapping it up soon. Which is, you know, what I would normally expect from this kind of game, where you do the campaign, you, you know, you get the feel for the game, and then you play multiplayer until, you know, you're you're sick of it in the face. But the snap map stuff, man, I mean, it was pretty cool. I mean, Livy was there uh, when I was playing. I mean, what do you think of what we were looking at? And she's gone. Okay, <laughs> um, something must have come up. But yeah, I mean, this this stuff is really cool. Um, I'm not sure if it's still on sale or not, but uh, definitely worth picking up. Um, like again, I kind of want to write a more in-depth blog post, but I mean, this this kind of stuff I'm talking about with, you know, player-created content. I'd love to see that kind of stuff in in Nova, you know, for whenever CCB gets around to talking about it. Um, it would be really cool to see, you know, player-generated content because I mean, even if it doesn't count towards overall progression, you know, in, in a sense that you would think for like Dust slash not Nova or whatever, um. You know, the fact that you can build custom maps is very cool. I mean, I built this... I mean, they have these big, tall rooms. I mean, I was building multiple floors within this room, and that was just in a single room, much less all the stuff attached to it. I mean, it's it's crazy, and it was really kind of neat to kind of have that customizable... I can build my own adventure or build an adventure for other people you know for those of those players who like to kind of indulge in that sort of you know player created content you know the we'll call the dungeon master sort of role um where you can make some 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 content for people or people who just want to try something random and new every single day i mean it's it's definitely there so i i, I just wanted to fanboy about it for a bit because you know it is it is pretty damn cool and and i i am looking forward to more of this i'll probably be reporting on that a bit more in the future as i i try out new stuff and and get that blog post up so we can kind of look at more in-depth um analysis of why i think you know it does what it does so well because i think it's it's got a lot of good lessons to learn that could actually be adapted for some other games that are in development that we're we're all probably pretty interested in so uh, another thing that happens over the week is a game called Evolve uh, went free to play on PC. I'll, I'll give a bit of a background on what Evolve is. 
Uh, Evolve was, I think, released on PC and PS4 and Xbox um, some time ago. I, it was probably a year and a half ago, I think. It, it was a while. That um, sounds about right. Yeah, and, and for those of you who aren't familiar with the way the game works, is basically you are uh, on one of two teams, and there's either one team that is a monster who is by himself, or you're on the other team, which is a team of four of hunters, and they have distinctive roles like uh, a DPS, a healer, um, uh, a capture, uh, I forget what it's called, a trapper, trapper, and uh, a support. And your job is to basically hunt down the monster um, in this really dangerous uh, environment where mon- where other creatures are trying to kill you. Um, and it's, your ch- it's kind of it's like you're constantly chasing and trying to trap it and kill it. And at the same time, the monster is trying to evade you and get away all while killing wildlife and eating it, which makes it stronger and gives it more armor, more health, and then it can evolve um, in one of three stages. And so like at stage one, the monster's at a big disadvantage. Um, it's, it's a lot weaker than the four hunters. Stage two, it's uh you know about an even even ground in stage three the monster definitely has the advantage and if the monster gets to stage three it tries to go and uh, depending on the game mode attack um kind of this generator you've got and you have to defend the generator for a, a period of time and if the monster destroys it you lose if he kills you you lose or if you kill the monster um the hunters win and the concept is, is very solid. The game looked really cool. Um, lots of really cool gameplay uh, footage was being developed. But uh, unfortunately, when it came out, it suffered from a lot of problems. And, and my brother was well, the one that kind of talked uh, uh, me, Livy, and another friend of ours into uh, into, into playing it. And, uh, you know, like I said, the concept was really solid. But um, suffered from a lot of issues, and it was actually um, a lot worse on PC than it was on on console. Believe it or not, but like connection issues, like the campaign mode is that you would play uh, as the four hunters against the one player who was the monster, and you would go through like five or six stages. And depending on who won, you would each get a point, and then you know whoever had the most points at the end, it would change the ending of of the campaign. But the problem is that if anyone disconnected. Uh, during that campaign, it would reset the whole campaign and you'd get no experience for it. So if you get to stage five or whatever and the monster disconnects for whatever reason, usually because of connection issues, you would basically lose all of that effort you put into it and no one would get any experience and you'd pretty much get screwed. Like it was infuriating because leveling up took a while and you just spent the last 45 minutes trying to go through this campaign and lost all your progress. Um, they had issues with connecting to the game. Uh, we would lose connection constantly. We'd spend 45 minutes just trying to get the lobby put together to even deploy because the connection was so bad. And then there was a lot of really, really nasty balance issues. It was usually um, certain monsters were basically unkillable um, in most situations. Like Wrath was this kind of low health but assassin type uh, monster. And pretty much even at level one when it was supposed to be weaker than you, we had instances where the monster would rush us um, instead of run away and basically just beat the living hell out of us and we'd all die and that'd be the end of it. Um, and so it's, it had a lot of problems. And the player count gradually dropped over over the, the months. Uh, and it got worse and worse and worse. And finally we gave up on it and said, you know what, this isn't worth the effort. You know, We're wasting an entire night of gaming trying to play one match and it's just, it's not happening. Um, so it was they unfortunate. They were like, hey, new monster color. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah, they they were trying to release like, hey, we released a variant of the monster that has blue fire instead of red, and I rolled my eyes and said, yeah, I'm not coming back for that. that sounds very familiar. <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of does. Hey, <laughs> hey, we we <clears throat> we have a new coat of paint for for your drop suit. That yeah, you're only gonna freaking wear for two rounds. Yeah, well, it, well, assuming you can actually deploy in the first place, you even look at your new pretty you know, monster skin or whatever. Uh, so yeah, the, the game was, um, had a lot of problems and, and they immediately made a lot of updates since I have played last. I have not played it in a long time. They've updated many, many times until, uh, until the current day. Um, like I said, PC was the worst I heard. I did not play on PC. I played on PS4, but I heard PC had, um, really, really bad problems, like much worse than console, which I find incredible to believe, but it, it, apparently it was really bad. So the game went free to play this week. And the player count on, on PC, mind you, not on the console, I think you have to pay still for console, but on PC it is free. And the player count, when it went live on free-to-play, spiked by 16,000%. 
which you may think sounds very impressive, except that the peak concurrent user count before, on the day before it went free-to-play, was 153. So when it spikes by 16,000%, it goes to a reasonable number um, and it isn't nearly as impressive as it actually sounds. So, um, And yeah. to be clear, there was an actual online game that was current, relatively current running with a lower peak concurrent user count than Dust. Yeah, so the Dust on PS3 actually was doing better than Evolve on PC. Think, think about that for a second, how even even like in the worst time for Dust, it was still doing better than Evolve on PC. Um, so yeah, that's that, I found that pretty amusing. That they're like, yeah, it spiked by 16,000%. So now it's got a reasonable player count of like 24,000 or something like that, which is, you know, good. I mean, that's, that's certainly a, a, a healthy amount of people, especially for a free-to-play game. Um, just, just started, but it's actually being dubbed Evolve, like second stage, and now it's considered beta again. So the game actually went from full release back to a beta um, <laughs> because the player <laughs> count was so bad. I mean, like, Lily, what, what are your thoughts on on going free to play? I mean, do you think it's it's going to stick? Um, I mean, I know we haven't played in a long time, but do you think that they were able to salvage it despite all their their attempts prior to us uh, kind of quitting the game back on PS4? Well, for me, I remember us all saying, this is a terrible game. I wouldn't even play it if it were free. So I don't think that unless they fixed, like, the connection issues and the balance and all that madness, I mean, it's it's not any different. You're just now playing it for free. Well, that's true. And, and, and we often commented that the structure model that they used, given the amount of content that they released initially, it felt like a free-to-play game when it released. Like, there's not much content. You basically have, like, three game modes that are spattered throughout the campaign that you cycle through. Um, and there's some control on which ones you get, depending on you know, who votes for what. But the point of the matter is, is that the game felt like a free-to-play game to begin with. Like, I felt like you should have started with the four hunters and you could buy the new ones and you could buy the new monsters for five bucks or whatever. That's the kind of model it felt like. Because once they started adding new characters, they went to a free-to-play model anyways, where they were basically selling characters for five, ten bucks or whatever. Yeah, and then it lacked story. I mean, I don't think they've added anything else. I mean, you really don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah, I mean, you're you're stuck on a planet. You got to kill the monsters and escape before they kill everybody. I mean, that's that's basically the gist of it. Uh, you know, I don't expect a lot of story out of a game like that necessarily, but it would have been nice to have a little more substance to it rather than just like, oh, we're on a new map and we got to kill this one instead of the one we killed last round. Um, especially with you know the, the way the gameplay played out. I mean, it just it got kind of stale pretty quick i mean you, you had tactics that worked and then ones that didn't and you basically did the same thing like you know for the the i forget what it's called the the nest one you had to go kill the monster eggs before it would hatch them we we always won because i had a really bullshit way of doing it that really was foolproof like there's no way they could compete like the monster was basically screwed if we got that map and i played that one character because there's there's no way to compete with how cheesy it was like i would have been infuriated playing as the monster because it, there's no point in trying you're, you're not gonna be able to pull off you know what uh what they need to do with, with, the, with the balance issues and that. And not to mention that the price of the DLC when it came out was, uh, I think, $10 per hunter. So it was like 40 bucks if you wanted the full send of hunters, and then like another $20 if you wanted the monster. So you're looking at like 60 bucks to get the new set, and they kept releasing new sets, you know, as they, they kept going. I mean, the game was basically dead in the water, and they're like, hey, we've got new characters, spend more money. And my yeah, response was, fix your damn game first, and I'm going to spend money. Like, come on. So, you know, <laughs> it's one of those, those funny moments where they're going to reboot it on free-to-play, um, probably with the same damn model as they started with, um, and they're going to rebrand it, you know, oh, well, it's a beta again. Yeah, it's a new game. It's going to be the same damn game. It, it may work on free-to-play, though, because, like I said, it felt like a free-to-play game with the amount of content. Like, if I hadn't spent 60 bucks on it to begin with, I would have been a lot happier with it. Because, you know, you shrug your shoulders and go, okay, well, it doesn't have much content because it's free-to-play. You know, that's kind of an accepted norm. But 
you know, the way it was originally originally released, uh, it was bad, you know. Um, so we'll see. You know, I, I don't know if it's going to succeed or not. I, I hope they can fix a lot of the issues. I'll, I'll probably grab the PC version. It's it's free. Why not? And, uh, and kind of do a follow-up on that to compare, you know, my experience with, you know, Vanilla Evolve on PS4 before all the changes and then what it looks like on PS on PC now um, with all the updates. I mean, I may be surprised, but, you know, like I said, they were more interested in releasing DLC than they were in fixing their, their servers, and that, that kind of killed yeah. it for me. Yeah. Okay, um, we'll probably move on from that one. So, uh, like I've been trying to do each week, uh, I picked up a new free game this week and gave it a shot. It's uh, called Hawken on PS4. And this this game actually kind of follows a similar storyline to what we had with uh, with with uh, Evolve there. And so that Hawken was originally a PC game, and uh, I believe it was free to play at the time. And it, it 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 actually pretty much crashed and burned. Like they had a lot of issues, a lot of balance, mainly balance problems. They couldn't get it to work. And and Hawken is kind of this uh, a much faster paced version of, of MechWarrior. I would I would say you're you're in little mech suits and you're you're bombing around. And you've got little jump jets and you can dash around and, and you're basically just kind of trying to kill each other. And uh, the original game was was pretty cool. It kind of had this dust feel to it, where you had um, a tech tree. We started with this this one mech. It was called the CT Recruit, and it it literally looks like a TV on legs. <laughs> it's got like a windshield wiper in the front screen. It's, it's pretty funny looking. Um, and then as you you gain currency, you unlock. Um, New mechs that kind of go down this tech tree, and, and you can unlock advanced versions that are more specialized and stronger and, and whatnot. And uh, and then it's got you know pretty heavy customization where you can go in, you can swap out, you can swap out the guns on the mech, kind of like a World of Tanks, where as you progress through the tech tree of that individual mech, you could swap out the turrets, um, some of the equipment, stuff like that, and kind of customize it a little bit more uh, to get the kind of gameplay you wanted out of it. And uh, you know, a lot of people were drawn to it because of that customization, and that's when I initially heard of Hawken coming to PS4. I looked it up on and saw like old trailers for it for PC. They kind of, you know, uh, highlighted this customization and, and whatnot in this fast-paced combat, uh, and thought, "Wow, it looks pretty cool. I might be able to get behind that." Because I, you know, I, uh, I I played Mech Warrior when I was I was a lot younger, um, and while this doesn't look like Mech Warrior in the, the pace of gameplay, it's much faster, a little twitchier, lower time to kill. Um, I like Mechs. I think it's cool. Uh, we'll give it a shot. The customization looks really cool. So we get to the PS4 version. And uh, it is free as of a couple days ago on, on PlayStation uh, 4. And I don't know if it's on, on Xbox. I'm not sure on that one. Um, but uh, it's, it's free to play on PS4. If you've got PlayStation Plus, you can unlock a, uh, a special mech called the Neef. It's got a cool PlayStation 4 blue skin on it. Cool. Um, so load the game up. It looks pretty straightforward. I jump in with my, my Neef to give it a shot. And... Uh, I gotta say, there's a lot of frame rate issues. It seemed like it was trying to maintain this motion blur uh, effect when you turn, because it is kind of twitchy, and that really killed the frame rate in a lot of cases. I was I was a little disappointed with that. Um, but the gameplay is is pretty cool. Like I said, much faster pace. Um, the Neef is the one I play with the most, and it's it's a light mech, so it's it's really good at kind of uh, aerial combat. You're you're encouraged to get above them with your little jump jets and, and shoot missiles at people. And uh, you know it, it was pretty fun. It took me a couple a couple of rounds to get used to. My brother said. Uh, who had been playing earlier, he said, okay, on your first round, you're going to get Dark Souls. Like, you're going to get your ass kicked so hard. <laughs> and I did. You, you do kind of get you know, beaten into a wall because people have got a better uh, feel for the game and how the controls work and stuff. But uh, I got the hang of that for a couple rounds. It turned out to be pretty fun. Um, and so I was looking, waiting for you know, level 3 and 5 is where I heard that uh, when you get your match level 3 or 5, you unlock all the customization, which was... You know, it, it sounded pretty cool. Well, I get to three and nothing happens. I'm like, oh, that's that's weird. Maybe I'll I'll just keep going. And I get to five, and again, no, nothing unlocked. I was really confused. I could I could level up my internal equipment, but I couldn't swap out my guns or anything like that. And so I go online and I find out that what happened is this game reached like evolve status on PC. Like it was dead in the water. Like the game was basically on the verge of being shut down because it was so bad. Um, because of balance issues, right? And it was purchased by another company, which revitalized it by basically 
they were their plan was to release it on console to as free to play to kind of help bolster sales. But it's a lot of cosmetics and stuff like that. But that's not important. Um, but one thing I was really disappointed to find out is that to fix the balance problems, they removed all the customization from the mechs. Like you can't swap anything out. Like you get that mech, it's aside from some small upgrades to your internal components, which is like, you know, you use a little less fuel while while dashing in midair. Um, the customization is gone. You don't get to add guns or, or customize it aside from the cosmetic stuff. And that, you know, it was actually a pretty big disappointment. And, and the reason they kind of cited was, well, you know, when games are really customizable, balance is difficult. So we just took out a lot of the customization to help with the balance problems to fix things. So there's that. Um, <laughs> it, it reminds me a lot of the cycles we saw in Dust, because Dust, as most of the people listening to the show know, um, went through pretty much endless balance cycles because the customization was so in-depth that, you know, people would figure out this one little thing you could do that would make this one particular setup completely overpowered and they would try to nerf it, but then it would nerf somebody else's gameplay that was probably okay because they used the same modules or a similar setup. Um, and, you know, it was, it was, people always complain on this balance of nerfing and buffing and, you know, sure it sucks, but I guess the point I'm trying to make is, is that just because it's hard to do doesn't mean you should necessarily ax it completely. Um, I got to say, while, while Hawkins gameplay is interesting and fun for a quick pickup game, the games last 10 minutes the most, pretty much. Uh, pretty disappointed in the fact that they removed a lot of that cool customization that I was, I was really looking forward to. So um, like I said, if, if, if you're looking into it because you heard about the customization aspect on PC, uh, and that, that's why you're interested. You may want to take a pass on this one. Now, if you just want a quick, you know, kind of twitchy, dashy um, mech game, give it a shot. You know, it's it, it's a fun game. I probably won't sink any money into it. It, it doesn't have quite the same production quality as, say, World of Tanks does. But, uh, you know, it, it's probably worth your time just to download and give it a shot. You know, it's it's a fun a fun game uh, to, to play with your friends for, you know, a couple rounds if you just want to kind of relax or kill some time before you're, you want to do something else. So, uh, Hawken, available on PS4 um, for download. If you do get it and you have PS Plus, and you probably do, like most PS4 users do now, uh, make sure you go into the add-on section and buy or for free uh, the free PS Plus Neef uh, mech. It's actually really, really good. It's got a full kit, unlike the starter uh, mech you start with. So, uh, definitely worth picking up if you're going to play the game and give it a shot. It's it's pretty fun. So, so uh, uh, that being that said, being any, said any... back feed. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't think Lily didn't get a chance to, to try and uh, hawk in, so we'll, so we'll, we'll, we'll drag her into that later. But uh, <laughs> that being said, any other uh, topics you guys want to touch on um, for the show here? Okay, uh, I, I guess um, one other thing I'll mention before we kind of bring this one in for a close is, uh, I'm sure Zell can laugh about this one um, and Libby too, uh, Prime Day is coming up in two days. Um, and for those of you who, who don't know, uh, Amazon decided that, hey, Black Friday is great for, for sales. Let's make a Prime Day and advertise it like Black Friday with these crazy awesome deals that... Uh, you know, we'll, we'll encourage people to hop on it and buy stuff. And, and Prime Day happened uh, last year. Um, and it was an absolute joke. Like, they, they had some Amazon uh, Kindles, I think, on sale for a pretty good deal. But, like, the stuff they were selling was, like, dish soap for, you know, 70% off. Yay. Uh, well, <laughs> so it was kind of a joke. And the funny part about Prime Day is that uh, because Amazon failed at it so hard, um, other retailers like Walmart and uh, I think even Newegg might have done a, a, a follow-up sale of their own where they basically had a prime day of their own, um, but actually sold you know really cool stuff. So they stole Amazon's idea and actually made a lot of money doing it. Um, so that was that was pretty uh, comedic when it happened. It was very disappointing. I was excited for it, and it was an absolute joke. Uh, but prime day is coming up in two days, and, uh, you know, it, I, I have no idea how good it's going to be. It may be a total flop again, but I thought I'd bring it up for people to keep their eye on it. It's going to be hilarious. Uh, it's, gonna be it, it, it's, it's probably going to be a joke, but you never know. There might be a cool game or something on that you might pick up for. If you want uh, an Amazon Echo, it'll yeah. be something. Yeah, something. That's, that's about it. Tupperware is going to be on sale. True, true. And, and there are some sales running before. Pri- they actually have pre-Prime Day sales. <laughs> what the um, hell? <laughs> 
which which like, is funny, but um, I actually it's just so silly. It's you know there are enough holidays. I already get like I for I don't, I don't remember who it was from. I got an email from one retailer or another about like Black Friday in July. Um, you know, last week I'm like, no, Black Friday is in November. There's no such thing as Black Friday in July. You can't just. They, they can though. They can make up holidays because it drives sales, or at least it, it attempted to drive sales of, of dish soap. Apparently, I mean, some of those things I could use, but I wouldn't make it a holiday, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, it it is for for Amazon Prime members only. So if you're not a member of Amazon Prime, uh, it's uh, it's it's not going to be for you. Now they usually run a deal. I think last year they ran a deal where you could try Prime for a month for free or something like that, so you could sign up for Prime. Um, and to take advantage of Prime Day if anything strikes your fancy. Um, I will say that in the pre-Prime sale this morning, I was able to purchase a, a new microphone. I mean, I'm currently using a Logitech like $40 microphone, um, but they had a $100 microphone 80% off, so I was able to pick that up for, for pretty cheap. Um, you better so sound super fancy starting I, I, next week. I hope I sound super <laughs> goddamn fancy. It's even got like a little um, those little uh, screens that go over the microphone, so it'll look super you know professional and and I can at least look professional while I you know lead this train wreck into the ground into a burning grease if, fire. If but you it, it'll don't good, sound right? better next week, I'm going to be judging you. Well, it, it may not be. <laughs> amusingly enough, the item on sale for Amazon pre Prime Day sale was not actually eligible for Amazon Prime, so um, I got standard shipping, so it may not be here by next week. We'll see. It's good. A lot of people are going to waste their free 30 days for Amazon Prime. I Just save it for November and December and get your Christmas gifts. That's oh, good enough. Oh. Well, now you can do... Um, they actually offer Amazon Prime on a monthly basis. So like, oh, seriously? They do. They um, do. It's, it's, awesome. it's, it's a little more expensive for the month, but yeah, so like I, the only reason I have Prime right now is because last August they did like a promotional thing when they won a bunch of Emmys or something, and it was like $67 for the year, so I'm like, alright, fine, I can't turn that down. Um, but I actually loathe Amazon Prime and everything it stands for, so um, I probably won't have it after this uh, August unless they do another insane promotional price. Um, but you know, the thing is now that they have like a monthly rate and I think it might be like 12 or something dollars a month or something like that. And I would totally do it for December just, just to order, you know, Christmas gifts and crud and then then let it go go again. again. Yeah. I mean like last, uh, last Christmas, I, I was actually driving, um, I was a passenger. I, I've probably spoken to this before, but I was a passenger in a car. I was not doing this while I was driving. I was a passenger. Um, and I did my entire Christmas shopping for everybody on my Amazon app, on my phone, through Prime, in a single order, and got free shipping on everything. So I, in about 15 minutes, did all of my Christmas shopping on my way to go see Star Wars. Um, that's, um, so, that's the world we live in today. <laughs> it, I, 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 so sell, sells against Amazon Prime, but as usual, I will have to disagree with so I love Amazon Prime. My, my um, spite for Amazon Prime, I, 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 should, I should specify this. Um, my spite for Amazon Prime comes from the fact that Amazon is trying very hard to make it mandatory to, to be a customer of theirs. Um, they are essentially trying to force everyone to have it. Um, what they started doing... Uh, almost two years ago now, um, and so many people have Prime, they don't even realize it because they never see it. But if you don't have Prime, Amazon routinely takes arbitrary items and marks them uh, Prime only uh, with no real discount. Like they do like what you would think would be like a, a special member discount, but it's A, no cheaper than you can get at Target or Walmart, and B, it is... Um, there's no ability to purchase it without the account. It's literally, if you don't have Amazon Prime, go somewhere else or find like a third-party Amazon seller. Amazon Marks items is just not for sale for you. Um, well, isn't, isn't the Prime just like, I got it just for the shipping because well, I'm well, impatient. But I, but I mean, the thing is, is like for me, I I rarely ever order something urgent. Um, I never I super saver ship everything. I have no problem waiting until I have $35 or now it's, I think they raised it again. I think it's now it's $50 worth of stuff, but I have no problem waiting until I have enough stuff to qualify for free shipping and waiting an extra week. It's not a big deal. And I don't mind. And I don't really want to spend the extra money. But the thing is, is 
they're taking things like that make no sense even to be prime exclusive like they'll take random blu-ray discs even though that movie is like free to stream if you have amazon prime and then they'll say you can only buy this blu-ray if you buy amazon prime and if you try to add it to your cart it adds the hundred dollar subscription um to get a ten dollar blu-ray disc it's it's abhorrent and stupid and they've they've even done like they'll take like regular items that people would need to buy regularly like replacement razor blades and like diapers and and suddenly decided to arbitrarily make them for you know a span of a month to make them prime exclusive items to try and force people to get prime um the way that they've done it is it's it's one of the most unpleasant anti-consumer practices i've ever seen anyone do and almost nobody talks about it because so many people just have prime they don't realize the way amazon is doing it um after experiencing it for a while i feel dirty giving amazon money for um for prime and now that i have prime i'm trying to buy as many small items spaced out enough that one ships before i order the next one to try and make my prime subscription as painful to amazon as humanly possible <laughs> i i am more than happy to every two days buy three dollars worth of something and have them two day ship it because screw, screw them in, in typical Zell fashion, he sits back and crosses his arms with a smug look on his face. Goes, "Yeah, yeah, you send those pencils. I'll be ordering a cup in two weeks." You know, <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> I that that is kind of messed up. That uh, that they they are making. I, I wasn't aware that they're making you know certain items um, prime exclusive. I knew that like uh, the Echo, I think at least initially was prime exclusive. I'm not oh, sure, sure if it is now because um, that's and an Amazon product. Specifically. That was, and there was a dis a special discount as well mm -hmm. for a while. Yep. And I have no problem with that. That makes sense. It doesn't bother me. But when they take like, you know, if someone's been, you know, for the last eight years, whatever, buying, well, this is a bad example because I was about to use diapers and hopefully nobody needs diapers for eight years straight. <laughs> but <laughs> if you're a senior citizen, but, maybe. But the, the point is, is you could be ordering this regular item that you need regularly. And then all of a sudden they're like, now you need to spend a hundred dollars on prime if you want this item. And it's, what it's uh, i've i've watched this forum thread on amazon's just on amazon discussions about this topic and it's it's thousands of posts at this point amazon hasn't responded of course at all and the thing is is everyone responds the same way oh look it's the same price with free shipping at walmart i'll buy it from them pretty much i mean you're and that's the fun part of consumers and if you don't like what one person's offering you go to the next because I've noticed I've gone from some things on Amazon subscription to Target subscription because it's cheaper and it comes more reliably, reliable than Amazon. And I live in an apartment now, so, you know, unless I want to go to the nifty locker. I don't know. I think it's just like, if it doesn't fit for you, go to the next thing, but... Well, and that's the case for any any outlet of, of products. I mean, you, you'll, you'll see Walmart that will... will boast that it's got the lowest prices everywhere in reality it's got some key things that are lower priced but they're hoping that while you're there you'll just buy the other stuff which is not the lowest price and amazon's no different you're going to have situations where it's not the best price and it's happened to me they they typically do have the best price but there have been instances where i went i'll just go to the store and get it because you know it's five bucks less and i can get it you know in 15 minutes opposed to two days um with with the free shipping but you know that aside there are definitely advantages to it like the i use the tuesday shipping a lot um i'd probably be more upset about this, the stuff i was talking about if i didn't get such a good value out of out of my shipping like i said i don't like going to stores during the christmas time because it's it's crazy um it's just more stress than i want to deal with so i like to shop online and having that free shipping saves me a lot of money far more than i would have spent on the prime uh, the, the hundred dollars the prime a year um, and I do and I, use the music. It is nice, I do especially use... in the holidays. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, if you just want to buy it for a month and do your stuff, then sweet, go for it. Um, and then actually, there's another thing I should mention that if you pre-order a physical copy of a video game through Amazon Prime and it's Prime eligible, you get 20% off of that physical copy of the game. So a game that's normally 60 from uh, will come out to $51 after tax um, yeah. if you pre-order through Prime. Like it's it's a lot of nice. money. That's nice. I, I yeah. use that a couple times. Um, you know, if I if I if they do it for pre-orders, which I think they do, um, 
I'll I I don't know if it'll count if I'm no longer subscribed as a pre-order. I'm I'd be tempted to put like half of next, this year's E3 things on my pre-order list ahead of time. Yeah, um, I, I the, the thing that just for that discount, only, right? That discounts primarily. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it is it is really funny though because in some cases it's like so they sell it as a download code and it's going to cost me less money to have it a physical box shipped than it I, is I, for them to just mail me a code. I, I thought it was for physical copies only. It didn't count for digital it versions. Is. It is. And that's the funny part, though, is that it's cheaper for it's cheaper for me to buy oh, the physical copy, I gotcha. which is an actual product that they then have to ship with two-day shipping. Yeah. <laughs> no, just it's... Send me a code. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I gotta say, Amazon is is trying its damnedest and doing quite well at pretty much pushing out traditional re- retailers out of a lot of markets. Like, you know, if you're gonna buy a physical copy and you've got Prime and you already have it for other reasons, may that be the, the the free shipping or the music or the video or whatever, all the things that come with Prime. And I can get a game shipped to my house for fifty-one dollars, or I can go to the store and get it for sixty plus tax. And I'm going to buy it through Amazon. And it's like, going to arrive di- on the day. Yeah, Anyways, like, cuz if you it, pre-ordered it, they will get it there on the day. Yeah, and and usually they're actually pretty good. I actually had a game where I pre-ordered it, it did not arrive the day of, and I went to customer service and said, "Hey, did I do something wrong with the pre-order? Did I not fill out the right field, the right shipping?" And they said, "Nope, it was our our fault. Um we'll get the game to you right away and we're giving you $15 credit because we were late and didn't follow up on our promise." Um, that you have as a as a prime customer to have it the day it, it, it releases. So, you know, I, I gotta say I've had pretty much nothing but good good experience with Amazon customer service. Um, well, I their was, customer service is good unless you happen to not be a prime customer. I, then, they, I, then they hate you. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me, and I'll admit that I have always reminded them when I'm in the little chat. I pay for Prime because I want to get this on the day it's released, and they're like, "Oh yeah, 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 no, we'll take care of it." You know, we're really sorry, you know. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm sure that it, it probably is a little bit of a different uh, treatment um, if you're Prime versus not Prime. So I mean, it's well, like Zell said, there's some issues with it, but it, if you get a lot of value out of it, like I do, I mean, 100 bucks a year is what eight dollars a month. That's like a Netflix account. It's not that much, and if you buy a lot of stuff online it's it's really worth it at least to me i promised you rants and you got some oh, no no I'm, I'm i'm good with rants we actually i feel like <laughs> i missed a rant though i think there was a like a rant i said i was giving you pre-show and i didn't do well you you did go on about pokemon go for quite a while i got I think the that pokemon was, that go was rant, the main one right, I, right. yeah thought, it was death by pokemon and i then... thought i was gonna, I was gonna give you guys give another you guys... rant <laughs> I think it was just Pokemon and uh, and Amazon. I, I think I think we're good, but I'm, I'm sure if you remember, we will most definitely need it for next week. As we're, I, I will, we're I will the consider that. Yes. So, yeah, is there any other topics you guys wanted to, to touch on before we uh, guess went in for close? We're a little bit past the hour mark. Nope. Okay, I guess we're good then. Uh, so uh, we'll move into shoutouts uh, real quick. Um, top of the list with Zell. Um. Yeah, uh, my shout out is to um, my my Sursa 2014 uh, Nokia Lumia 929, which I just got and changed over to. Um, I'm so glad to be back off of Android. Um, you have no idea; it's it's wonderful. Um, it's it's like returning to like sanity. That's all I got. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, Libby. Uh, my shout out goes to I don't know today for treating me well. I'm actually not tempted to jump off a cliff. It's past six, so good day. Sounds good. Um, shout out, shout out, shout out. I, you know, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll give a shout out to the developers for Evolve for hanging on to a game that basically crashed and burned out of the gate. They have drugged that burning mess through the mud, uh, through an alien planet, being chased by a level three monster for a while, like a year and a half, like I said, um, and have decided to prop it back up on a uh, Sterling Silver free-to-play platform as a beta. Um, <laughs> I gotta say that they, the fact that they're able to hang on that long and, and really keep chugging at it, even though I, I did not personally uh, have a good experience with their support early on, um, I'll, I'll, I'll give them that. So, you know, uh, props to the Evolve team, and, and I'll definitely give the, the PC uh, game a shot to see if they have made some improvements. Uh, so, uh, so, if they can uh, shoot some of that enthusiasm towards Iceland, 
you be good. <laughs> it's or or Shanghai. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know. I'm. I'm yeah. <laughs> the whole Nova thing, man. Um. I'm just kind of sitting here twiddling my thumbs and doing other things while I quietly wait for them to to do something. Um. Yeah. I'm. I'm not seeing them. Like, let me tell you, the people on the dust forums. Have you been on there, Zell, by chance? Looked at the dust forums? I, I really haven't, to be honest. I, you, I mean, you should go. I, I stopped look. in like a month ago just to like see how things were and uh, see that Logic Loop was posting prolifically and Frame was threatening people with permabans, but that's that's about it. Yeah, there are people that are, are begging, begging to, to put. So has to be turn the servers back up because they are freaking the hell out. This one guy was like contemplating suicide or something because he wants the game back and he has no purpose in his life. It's it's something else. Like uh, the, it's like drug addicts, you know, tugging at the shirt of their their uh, their old uh, dealer to to get. That this sounds really back unhealthy. It, it's it's very unhealthy. And, I'd suggest it, there's it, probably exactly 153 people who actually I, think the I, server should I, be turned back on. I, I, I think. <laughs> I think that this guy should apparently go play Pokemon Go because it apparently fixes depression or at least helps the people get outside and uh, and, they, and, and they do something just else. They should come out with like Nova Go, just something to take the edge off or something. Oh God, yeah, no, the the, the dust forms are a special place right now. Um, and, and if you are that guy who is really freaking out, I I, I don't mean to to criticize your no seriously your, get your help. mental state, get, but get yeah, help. There are people yeah, it, for it. There there's phone numbers you can call. All the time, twenty four seven. Call, get help. Yeah, yeah. Don't, the don't dust devs can't. The dust devs yeah. cannot help you. Trust me, they can't even help themselves some days. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. Like, like this also, if you if you really are having issues and, and actually having withdrawal withdrawals, and it, it's actually affecting your lifestyle. Um, I, I again, I don't mean to make fun of you. It's but you need to find something other than than a, a canceled video game to to make yourself feel happy in life. So, uh, that being said. Um, we're going to bring this one in for a close. I want to thank everyone for, for joining us on Biomass episode 113. Um, we are uh, live streaming every week at this time, and we uh, we post on uh, Twitter and on uh, iTunes, a recorded version. And uh, Zell usually gets that up in the, in the next couple of days. So I want to thank you for your tuning in live or if you uh, listen to the recording. Uh, thanks for listening. If you have any requests for topics or if you want to be on the show, uh, feel free to message either Zell or myself. Uh, on Twitter, I am at PokeDraven. Um, Zell is OC, at OCD Trekkie. Um, is there a number after that? Or is it just OCD Trekkie? It's just OCD Trekkie. Okay. There's only, one of, there's only one of me. Could you I, handle I two? Could you handle two? <laughs> I, I would love to put two of you in a room and just see who could bitch the longest before they finally passed out from exhaustion. Oh, just say, like, trigger words for an hour. Yeah, just be like, Google loves you. You love Google. Let's see how, how he spazzes out and starts smashing against the walls. <laughs> we, we should actually have a Fallout-style vault where we clone Zell and put him in there and feed him Google propaganda and see what happens. Well, you know, with the uh, DLC, maybe that could happen. Yeah, yeah. There's actually um, Fallout DLC is out. I'm not sure how long it's been out, but I, I did download it earlier today, so I, I will uh, probably give that a shot and, uh, and probably do a review on their new workshop uh, mini DLC and their Far Harbor storyline DLC. And, and I'll try to do a review on that probably uh, next week or the week following. We'll see how the time works out. But uh, yeah, so Pokey Draven or OCD Trekkie on Twitter, um, and you can contact uh, me at Pokey.Draven at Gmail if you're interested in being on the show or have a topic. Um, and I think it's Soraya.Zell. What, what is your, your your Google handle you use for your Gmail you use for this, this show, Zell? It's, I don't have a Gmail. He doesn't use a Gmail. Show. Okay, don't, don't email Zell. Just email Pokey.Draven. No, the, <laughs> the email is literally Soraya at Biomass.net. That, there you go. Okay, you can use that one. Or I guess I probably have one too. It's probably auto forwarding. Regardless, um, <laughs> you get a hold of you us. You get we'll, a hold of somebody. You you will get a hold of somebody. The, the response may be comical and, and um, as always, uh, full of boundless unprofessionalism. But we will get back to you and uh, and and see what we can do to accommodate you. So, uh, without much further ado, we're going to bring this one for a close. So I want to thank everyone for listening and have a good night and good luck.